Greetings, listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports, and I forgot government. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. Mark, what's happening? You're doing double duty there. I'm trying to learn. Yeah, I know. We've had a turnover in staff. You know how people are. They find a better job. You want them to go. Right. <laughs> Not really, but you want them to go. <laughs> what am I going to do? What, you now I have to do it? He was, he was fixing a headset for our guests. I was. Dia Hoover, who is author of Hannibal, A Walk Through History, is here in studio, and she's going to talk about this book. We had Dia previously on the show to talk about your book about, it was the... STL Scavenger. What's that? Uh, STL Scavenger. I scavenger love that scavenger hunt. STL Scavenger Hunt. That, that was great. That was it's a, great a lot episode. more work than this book. <laughs> this book lays it out for you. You don't have to solve clues. You don't have to find hidden pictures. Right. You just read it, walk the path, and enjoy. Okay, so walk us through a history of Hannibal. You're... You were born in Hannibal. I was born in Hannibal really? because Vandalia, Missouri was too small to have a hospital. So oh. I was born at St. Elizabeth's. Ah. Never knew what a big deal that was till I became a tour director. And when I would immigrate to another country, they always say put the city of your birth and the country. So every immigration officer I had to talk to would say, oh, Mark Twain, Tom Sawyer, you're from Hannibal <laughs> Moe, Shoeless Joe. I had no idea until I started leaving Missouri and leaving the country. And I thought, man, that's something. And that was 22 years ago when I became a tour director and started oh. traveling heavily. And so I now understand how much Mark Twain impacted the world. He did 16 cruises. He sent epistles back. That's why he's known worldwide, because he went to the countries Mm. and shared his experiences. And they know him. Like when Bermuda had their anniversary, they had Richard Gary, who's a Mark Twain reenactor from Hannibal, come be there for it. And Huckleberry Finn is still in the top 10 most banned books. Really? Yes. Seriously? Wow. Who knew? Henry Sweets has a great presentation. He gives my tour groups about, is Mark Twain relevant today? And he has woven it into the racial issues that we are still uh, having I would in 2022. Say, yeah. and, As you say, And yeah. how schools try to ban Huck Finn because of the language. And he says, this is not a racist book. This is an anti-racist book. It right. is. Right. I, I would yeah, agree so, with that. Yeah. Sam Clemens. Yeah, Sam Clemens was distraught by slavery as he grew into an adult because he lived in Hannibal with enslaved people. And so this is what I try to do in this book is tell everybody's story. Faye Dant has opened the Jim's Journey Museum. And I had a list. I looked all over to see... Everyone has an opinion about Hannibal. <laughs> every Mark Twain book that comes out, every column, there's lots of misinformation. So I went back to Henry Sweets at the Mark Twain Museum for a lot of this stuff because he was born there and he's the curator emeritus, director emeritus, he's still the curator. But we were I was looking for the women of Hannibal because the other person that is one of my heroines is Molly Brown. She was born in Hannibal. She was an Irish yeah, yeah, Irish immigrant, Dankler's Alley. She hmm. worked in the Garth Tobacco Factory, stripping tobacco leaves. Wow. And it is said, now Mark Twain was several decades older than her, that he met her when she was working at the Park Hotel and said, there's gold out west. And darn if she didn't go to Denver and hit it rich with her husband and become one of the top socialites in Denver. Go to mollybrown.org for her museum in Denver. And she was this very generous woman. She knew what it was like to live hard. She knew how tough it was. Then there's another woman who was born into slavery on a plantation in Marion County, came through Hannibal, Then after slavery was over, worked for a family, followed the family to Denver, became a devout Catholic, 
So I'm looking for Julia Greeley. There's a Julia Greeley Guild. These Franciscan monks are putting her up for sainthood. Wow. So she really <laughs> she helped the poor, and the poor in Denver were white. So she would go after dark and pull supplies in her little red wagon and hand it out then so they did not have to be ashamed to be taking oh. charity from a black woman. Wow. Crazy. And nobody knew that. Crazy. <laughs> nobody. I'm like, have you heard of Julia Greeley? No, no. Yeah. How, what's her last name again? Greeley. Greeley. Julia Greeley. Yeah. And there's a juliagreeleyguild.org out in Denver. And I'd emailed the Franciscan brother, and he emailed me and said, give me a call. I happened to be at the computer. And I called him because that's the quickest response to an email I've ever received. <laughs> I said, you don't know. I'm not type A. I'm type double A. Double A. I can tell. <laughs> and the thing about Molly Brown, if people don't know, she was on the Titanic. And that's why she got the name The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Is that? Okay. But she was never called Molly. That was a newspaper reporter. Really? Maggie. She went by Maggie. Okay. And it was Margaret Tobin. And then she married Brown. So they named her Molly. And that's how it went off on that path with the musical. But she, yeah, she was a brave, courageous woman. And that's the way she lived her life every day. And it had to be difficult being a woman of that era. Oh, absolutely. And doing that. But here's what she had. She had the money to back it up. Yeah. That helps yep. a lot. Yep. yep. But I just respect her so much. And we used to have the Molly Brown Dinner Theater in Hannibal. I remember when my mom was in BPW, Business and Professional Women's Club, they would have their Christmas party there. And one time I got to polka with one of the actors. <laughs> and I still remember that. I was like 13 maybe. But the Molly Brown Dinner Theater in Hannibal Mo. It's not running anymore, but I think it would be successful if someone brought it back. Oh, yeah. I'd be doing the polka. So you gave the schedule of the book away a little bit. You've done this by different little tours. Right, by path. Mm -hmm. on a walking path. Okay. Because the idea is you get to Hannibal and you go ride the Mark Twain Riverboat, which is a must. Huh. The Captain Steve, his mom went to high school with my mom. <laughs> so it's definitely a must. But it's beautiful because, remember, we're down here on the Mississippi after the Missouri dumps in it, so it's real right. muddy. Yeah. Up there, it's gorgeous. Mm. And you have the trees right up against you, and mm. you see the barges coming really close, and the water's not as dirty. It's very scenic, and the boat's in great shape, and they have wonderful food. So you go to the boat, you go through the cave, you go through the Mark Twain Museum. Now what? This is yeah. now what? This tells you other things that you might not think should be on your radar, but are. Mm. And somebody asked me when I was at a meeting a couple of days ago, they're like, how many days should you spend in Hannibal? I said, at least two nights. Really? You can really do a lot and enjoy a lot. Mm -hmm. And they have beautiful bed and breakfast. There are, people are buying the Gilded Age mansions on 5th and 6th and renovating them. Hmm. And we've got Bob Yap up there. He's one of the top restoration experts in the world. He goes all over teaching about carpentry and restoring a home and all those things. And he and Pat run the Belvedere, and you can stay there. But you can also come in for one of his classes. And he's from North County. He's from North St. Wow. Louis. So the cave, and we were talking before we went on the air. I remember going there as a child. There's two caves now, or it's been a little different? or The Cameron Cave is now open. Okay. So the Cameron Cave was there, but it is fully opened, and the family that has purchased the cave has purchased safari trucks. So if you're a bit of a gentle walker as far as walking the length from the Mark Twain Cave to Cameron, you can ride that. And then to go through the Cameron Cave, you have to carry lanterns. So how long is that? Oh, I don't know the mileage of that, but it's a bit of a walk, and it's a little more exciting. It's a huge cave. Though, remember Jesse James, they think, hit out in the Mark Twain cave. And when I used to ride horses, we had Motley Bottoms outside of Vandalia, and we'd ride, we could ride into the caves. Wow. It's like, Mer think Merrimack Caverns. Okay. The caves in Missouri are enormous. Right. Yeah. And speaking of caves. Yes. Did you know that there's a difference between spelunking and caving? No. I didn't even know 
there was such a thing as caving. Yeah, I didn't. I've always called it. Spel- did you? Yes, I know. Spelunking. Oh, so that's I what that. I always called it, spelunking. Right. But. Me too. And I learned that as if we're just amateurs dipping our toe into walking through a caves. A spelunker? Cave, if we're caving, we are serious. We oh. are serious professional if people. you're caving in into the... Oh. You're caving. I get it. So okay. you're a spelunker. You're I'm, a, kinda... I'm a spelunker. Yeah. <laughs> We're all I mean, spelunkers. Yeah. I've been in Mud Cave at Beaumont Scout Ranch. Ooh. Yeah, that's a heck of a place. I passed that Onondaga Cave. Yeah. Mm. you got to go through it. You barely, you have to go down on your butt, scoosh in, wow. and then it opens, it opens up to a big cave. So were you a Boy Scout leader, or were you a Boy oh, Scout? I, I'll, He's I'll, Mr. Boy Scout. All of Ma- the, all I'm of married above. to an Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout. That's, that's one great. of the... One of the and adult things. leaders stuffed now, yeah. Are you? Yeah, I'm a dis- district commissioner. Yeah. Pathfinder. District commissioner. He's, he's a big cheese mm, in yes, the Boy Scouts. Oh, my Just word. got my Those Silver Scouts. Beaver Award, too. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a yeah. big deal. That's big time. That, that is. is a big deal. I was very taken to get that. So yeah. it, they still doing Twain on Main? So, yes. Yes. There's all kinds of festivals, which is one of the best things the CVB has done. So something that's funny that you may not realize, but I always saw it on the billboards, is the telephone number for the Convention and Visitors Bureau is one Tom and Huck. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> really? <laughs> one Tom and Huck, wow. yes. And then they have all sorts of events. So there's the Folklife Festival where people come back wow. and do crafts. Funny and is it's that? on Main Street, Twain on Main. There's a girlfriend's getaway. There's all sorts of special weekends. I was just there doing my book launch Saturday at Java Jive, which is the coffee shop. Mm. Two storefronts, amazing food and coffee. Okay. And that was the barbecue festival. So they had musicians coming in and doing lots of concerts. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, yeah, they have a lot happening to get people to come in. And they had, when they had the lodging, huh. That's, they have Watlow Electric and they have General Mills. So when I was a kid, it was Red Devil. So General Mills is where the Red Devil meatpacking plant was. Mm-hmm. It's still called Red Devil Road. Okay. So you do have some industry that's still there that will use the lodging when the tourists aren't there. So Red it's really Devil nice used thing. to make like that canned chicken and canned... I think it was ham, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, canned ham. Yeah, and it was in the yellow wrapper. Talk about the food, you got it. food smells. There's yeah. one for you. <laughs> and General Food or... General Mills. And they moved there because they... Maybe I'm getting a wrong company, but they moved there because they liked... The owner liked Mark Twain so much he wanted to support Mark Twain's hometown. Really? I don't know that, but wow. I will investigate that because that'll be good fodder for future interviews. Yeah, I may. Oh, here it is. That's something else. Okay. Teach me something. Yeah. I will check that because I have a whole lot of stuff here. All right. Go learn something from So on the Twain on Main, <laughs> do they have a Twain lookalike contest? So, so here, I don't think they have a lookalike contest. So you have Jim Waddell, who is a Twain reenactor, and you have Richard Gary, who is a Twain reenactor. So you have two gentlemen that will be walking around town many times in their white suits. So it's mainly, I think, just events focusing on the life of Mark Twain. I will tell you, as a, as a former local, I've never been. <laughs> wow. But that's typical, I think. It's kind of like things that happen here in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I can't got I have to ask. Going on. The highlight for me was going to see Richard Marks in concert when I was in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> How's that I, for a throwback? I have to ask. Can you take the Twain there? Weskily <laughs> <laughs> wabbit you. I know, right. Oh, oh, I just got it. <laughs> it was like a slow moving train. I, it is a slow moving train. That was the That's joke. Right. <laughs> That's all right. We I just, don't know. he tolerates my to, jokes I and know. I tolerate his. I 
My husband is the king of puns, so is he? I'll have to share that with oh, him. When yeah. he listens to this, I'll say Mark's after you. I know. It. That's right. So right. I didn't know there was that a lighthouse up there either. So it's a memorial lighthouse. Okay. Where it is located would be too far for the barges to. They was... would have already hit the bluffs by the time they see that light. That, they would already be at the bottom of the Mississippi. So it was a memorial lighthouse. Then it got wiped out by the storm. And I, they have amazing pictures of how it got just hammered by a storm. Huh. And they rebuilt it. And then they just redid it. And, of course, they were going to unveil it in 2020. Oh, why not? <laughs> So there's a fabulous picture in there, and I found this, this the husband and wife that own Flying Squirrel Aerial Optics, Dave and Paula Herner. They took these fantastic photos, and he let me use them. Because yeah. that's a hard thing I learned about being an author, because, you know, I'm a tour operator. This is right. only my second book. So in The Scavenger Hunt, I learned about outdoor art. Outdoor right. art is copyrighted, even if you think it's outdoors. So you got to get permission from the artist really? and from the owner nope. I had to drop like 18 clues because I had all of this art that I couldn't get permission for like the Botero statue in Clayton I can't find anybody to talk to Botero I went so far as to call a studio in Boca Raton Florida and they couldn't get me to anybody connected to Botero and he's a famous artist so this is the difficulty with the pictures now huh. I took pictures Richard Gary who's Mark Twain he took pictures Gail mm-hmm. Rubley who's a tour guide Andrea right. that works at the library <laughs> I had everybody <laughs> taking Andrea pictures. Andrea at the library. Okay. She's the sister of the director of the CVB. Okay. So. But their dad was the band director, and I'm, like, indirectly related to them by one of my cousins. So then I was at Mark Twain Dinette, and I'm looking at this amazing picture of the, the Mark Twain riverboat lit up. And I saw who it was, and I called Megan Rapp, who's the director of the CVB, and she's, oh, yeah, I called Dave. They're really nice. So that's that beautiful lit picture of the lighthouse, and then on the table of contents page of the new, this new whole docking system that was oh, wow, put in. You can see the boat slips and the triangular shape. It's quite fantastic. That's fancy pants there. It is. It is a much bigger improvement. Because remember, you have casual boaters, too, leisure boaters that come up and down, too. Yeah. Go out fishing. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you have a section in here on the Gilded Age mansions, probably from the the elite, so, elite at the time. So the money, this is the money mm-hmm. train. The steamboats started out in Hannibal. That's why there are two courthouses in Marion County. Palmyra is the main courthouse, but when the steamboat era came along and you need to do all this business and write up deeds and titles and take care of stuff, nobody wanted to take a horse and buggy to Palmyra because even now it's 15, 20 minutes in your car. So imagine taking a horse and carriage. So they built a giant courthouse in Hannibal. Wow. And today, like if you want to go get your driver's license test, Uh you can do it at either one. Huh. I didn't know Hannibal was actually in two counties also. Correct. Marion and Rawls. Yes, Marion and Rawls. Isn't that weird? I did not know. I didn't know that either. Who knew? I didn't know. You she hit knew, the, when I you hit know. the red devil, then you go a little farther, and then it finally says Marion County. So wow. it's so my mom was born oh, no. at home in a holler in Rawls County. <laughs> she lived in Bonds Holler. That's her family's last name. They live next to Jennings's and oh, wow. Jennings Holler. And yeah, wow. it, that, that stuff's for real in Missouri. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> it's for real. I know. But okay, so <laughs> after the steamboat, then we had the lumber barons. So the lumber came down from up north on uh-huh. the river, and then they sent it out west on the train that connected Hannibal and St. Joe. And that's where the big houses were from, the lumber barons of because the Because I didn't know this either. Hannibal was the second largest city in Missouri. What? A- after the 1860s. What? Yeah. Second? Uh, second who, to St. Louis was the biggest. Because right. remember, Westport was the big city next to Kansas City didn't really develop till later because Westport was on the Missouri River. That was the key. You had to be on the or the railroad. Gotcha. So that was... Oh, the Twain, where the Twain runs. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, we want a Twain to go from St. Louis to Hannibal. Can you get that done? That would increase tourism oh, that would for be me. Great. Oh, that'd be We've wonderful. Been on Wouldn't Amtrak. that be funny? Oh, that'd be that'd be well, fantastic. There was a train. That's the thing. That's what I thought. I but thought at one time there was a train. There is. Are the tracks still there? Oh yeah. See, and remember, all the tracks Amtrak runs on is our freight tracks. Yeah, which you know? is a problem. It's just getting Amtrak yeah, up there. It's but man, I can and sell that. Yeah. Now you can go Quincy. Wouldn't that be fun? You can go Quincy, but to get up to Quincy from St. Louis, you have to go to Chicago. Go to Lagrange. Yeah. <laughs> Come back down, or you have to go up to La Plata and go across. Wow. Uh, okay. The women of Hannibal. You have. I see Julia Greeley here, and. Obviously, these people had a significant impact in the community for what they did. They weren't just some local person that got a little notoriety, but they were important in the functioning of the city itself. And had kind of been forgotten. Besides, Molly Brown's home is there, and it's open. But a lot of the other women that I put in there, people weren't really aware of because they did not have that national, international notoriety. And I wanted to bring that up. There was a lot of a lot of people that started very important things, like the one woman started the Zetas, the African-American women's sorority, and that was started out of Hannibal. And then hmm. Marie Bynum, what, Byram was one, of the, was one of the women who we think was the first to vote. So there's, but there's contention there because there was a municipal election in Minnesota, and they're saying that their election was, I think it was three or four days before, and that a woman voted in that. And then when I dug deep on the Marie Byram story in Hannibal, uh -huh. the tale is that she and her friend were going to vote. And she said, oh, Marie, you get to go first. Because Marie's father, of course, was an election judge because it's Hannibal. And so then when I went to the Missouri League of Women Voters to get this picture, because, again, this picture was online. And I had to get the, and the state of Missouri, the archives of Missouri was going to charge me $9 for the digital version. Uh-huh. So I got a hold of the League of Women Voters in Mexico because Hannibal's had dissolved, and she said, call St. Louis. So I went out to the League of Women Voters, and she had the picture. <gasps> so I scanned it with my Google Pixel phone with Google Photo Scan, and then she had the ledger where she signed. Oh, wow. And she's, now, where's that other woman's name? And it wasn't on there. So I think that was a mm. tall tale. <laughs> there are a lot of tales and things like uh -huh. that pa get passed down until somebody like yourself does the research, checks the things out, and actually finds out what the real story is. Wow. We've been talking to Dia Hoover. She's talking about her book, Hannibal, A Walk Through History. And there's a great shot of Mark Twain there on the front. He's the real deal, and he's not riding a Twain either, Mark. He's not getting on the Twain? No, he's not getting on the Twain. Yeah. So I'm holding this up for the folks on Facebook. But a great book, and you can get this through Reedy Press. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this, where you can get it, also where you can meet her and get a book signed. So this is St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. We'll be right back. At St. Louis in Tune, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. We cover a wide range of topics, such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports, and that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect to what's going on nationally as well. If you missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There you'll find the show notes and everything that was mentioned in that episode and all the other great episodes as well. And if you've got an area that you'd like us to examine deeper, 
Well, just let us know by dropping us a note at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis in tune. It's heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website, again, is stlintune.com. Visit us today. That's stlintune.com. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. So Dia has some book signings and book launches, and also you can meet her, get a book signed. I'm going to read some of these dates off for you folks. Some are local. Some are a little bit outside of the St. Louis metropolitan area, but that's okay. September 17th, Hannibal Public Library, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. September 18th at Van Far R1 High School from 12 noon to 2 p.m. I'm the speaker for the all-school reunion. I'm very, Ooh. very honored they chose me to do that. Okay. In the Gemma Cafetorium where I... <laughs> Played many a band there concert, was Wait, in theater. You do it all in a small school. Actually, what? our cafeteria wasn't part of the gym in that school. Did you say a gym cafeteria? Gym a cafetorium. Yeah, gymatorium. <laughs> I have never heard of that. Ours okay. is a gymatorium. It's a Jeannie Robertson. She's a comedian. I don't or know if you ever heard of it. Caffeinasium. There okay. we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because right. we had we played we had our basketball games, we had our band concerts, and we had our theater. I was in Drama Club, and we were on the stage. You and then you had lunch. <laughs> had lunch all, all at the same time. That <laughs> you had lunch. No, we wow. did have a separate cafeteria. I should not okay. say. Van Far was uptown. Van Far. Oh, here we go. Then there's right. Audrain County Mexico Public Library on September 22nd in Hit the that afternoon. Hard. Aud- Audrain. Audrain. See, you have to pronounce it as the natives <laughs> no, pronounce I it. I, I pronounced it D, and it's uh-huh. Dia. Uh-huh. And I was back in time there earlier this week, mm-hmm. and now it's Audrain. Okay, I don't know what's going so on. Say it again for me, Dia. Audrain. Audrain. Got that little Dixie accent. Audrain. <laughs> like a drain. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Audrain. Audrain. Something that holds we're back water. We're both slow today. Okay. <laughs> Something that holds the back water. The train has hit me, and I'm going. You're, you're yeah, going right. down the drain. Okay. But it's Audrain County Mexico Public Library on September 22nd, and then the Vandalia Public Library. I got I was looking for my correction there on Friday, September 23rd. But you can also get the book at Reedy Press. Yes, anywhere books are sold, you can get it on my website at arewetheryetdia.com. You can pick it up off my porch. If you're up home, you can pick it up in Mom's Vandalia Firestone and Appliance store that she's turning 82 tomorrow that wow. she is still running. Wow, happy birthday, wow. Mom. Wow. <gasps> yeah, yeah, crazy town, huh? And we can ship it too. So who would have thought that cemeteries were an important place? Like I know there's some really big cemeteries here in St. Louis, but there must be some big ones up in is, Hannibal too. Is Mark Swain buried there? His family is, and he actually had his family moved from the Old Baptist Cemetery up to Mount Olivet because the Old Baptist Cemetery, I know, okay, so I can say this because I was raised Baptist and I belonged to Third Baptist. Okay. Baptists don't always agree. <laughs> really? It's like the Catholics. It's hard to be a Catholic sometimes, I'll tell you that. I used okay. to bowl on a United Baptist Bowling League when I was at Crestwood, and I'll never forget Jeff Berg goes, United Baptist, where did they come up with that? Uh. So anyway, the Old Baptist Cemetery was abandoned because the church just fell apart. Like, they disagreed, and the congregation separated, and then nobody took care of it. We're just, just leaving you all in the 
Exactly. Cemetery there. So what would happen if you couldn't afford a burial? It basically was a potter's field. Okay. So people would sneak in at night and bury their loved ones oh if they my. couldn't afford an actual cemetery oh, plot. Wow. And it's a multiracial cemetery, which in Little Dixie, where Hannibal is, uh-huh. Little Dixie is those 14 counties across the middle of Missouri that goes out to Lexington right. and St. Joe. Okay. Because the Southerners settled there when Missouri became a state. Okay. You could sneak in and be buried and there's also headstones though for there was an enslaved woman who was buried next to to laura hawkins who was becky thatcher wow and then so mount oliva was the later cemetery and twain actually got a note from i believe i think it was crookshanks said you need to move the your family up there because there was his brother and his mother and his father died he got like pneumonia I can't remember off the top of my head where he's buried, but he did move them up there. And the picture of Mark, of Sam Clemens, his real name, and Laura, that that was when she came to visit him in Connecticut. But he only came back to Hannibal once. And he made he, the rounds, but he only came back. Is he once. buried up in Connecticut? I believe he's in Hartford. Yeah, and I should know that because there's there are going to be Twainiacs out there, and I'm going to get notes. Twainiacs. Twainiacs. <laughs> These are all the down. He's a, a Twainiac. Twainiac, <laughs> I know. Oh I always think of the Animaniacs when I say Twainiacs. Okay, what's going on? It's like, okay, so we've learned cavering. We're a caver today, and now it's... A drain. And a Twainiac. Okay, So I have to tell you something funny. Anybody listening that's from Audrain County will know this. So Mexico's the county seat. That's where A.P. Green was. That was Kip Bond's granddad. That's where Kip Bond's money came from. And Missouri Military Academy's there. So Vandalia is in the very corner of Audrain next to Rawls and Pike. So everybody in Vandalia has a chip on their shoulder about Mexico. So my mom will say about, I should have just expected that out of them. They're from Mexico. Oh, <laughs> and Declan's no. like, if anybody ever hears her, she'll think she's the biggest racist ever. But what? she means Mexicoans, not Mexicans. Ah, uh, Mexicoans. Mexicoans. So <laughs> now there's another word wow. for it. I know. Words are powerful. What do they call, <laughs> what do they call people from Cuba, Missouri then? Oh, no. <laughs> That, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not from Cuba, so I can't say Okay, so that. Mark Twain's buried in Woodlawn Cemetery in Elmira, New York. Elmira, New York. I should have known that. Thank I you. I say we move him. You could do a song with it. Elmira. Oak Ridge Boys. Elmira. Never gets old. We, we are crazy. Now, there's a nature preserve also. Okay, so this was also something that I did not know about, my aunt didn't know about, my mom. So the woman who's in charge of the bat census... For Missouri, grew up in Hannibal. Like bats that fly? She's bat crazy. (laughs) So she goes up there and says, we used to play in the old limestone quarry in the caves. Because limestone is this enormous export out of Missouri to this day. I had no idea until I started doing the research on the lime kilns and the different buildings and businesses that were there. Oh, yeah. So, for instance, while I was writing this book, we sit down at Cafe Dolce outside on the hill, and this couple's from New Zealand. I said, are you a Kiwi? And he said, yes. I'm like, oh, what are you doing in St. Louis if we're going to Powell Hall? I'm like, where do you live? And he said, St. Genevieve. And I'm like, what? He runs the lime quarry down there. Oh, wow. The whole lime processing plant in St. Genevieve. From New Zealand, came up here to run it. So lime was huge. And so the lime kiln, quarry and kiln that shut down, had all of these above-ground stores of limestone, and they would cut through it. So it made a cave, a man-made cave. So she remembered playing in those. So when she started doing this bat census, she came back home, gets in there, they find the myotis sodal, which is commonly called the Indiana bat, previously thought to only be south of the Missouri River. And at that time, I think still they're still okay, no white-nose syndrome. 
because you know the fungus that's killing all of the bats, like in Austin, Texas, bats on the bridge. I've heard of that. There's no white nose syndrome. The theory is because it's not a cave with a back, it's right. cut all the way through, the airflow maybe stops the fungus. But it's a very specific bat, and huh. so the whole air, this whole place was cleaned up. I mean, it was a mess when they left it as the lime company did, and they took care of it. It's got these beautiful walking trails, and they said during the pandemic, it was just mayhem. Everybody was coming out there to walk right, and get around. Right. So it's a really cool thing, and if you're an adventurous hiker, there's several paths that are just dirt. So you can really oh, hike cool. out there too. You don't have to stay on the asphalt. That's cool. But if you're a gentle walker, you can make it through the whole loop on the asphalt. Yes, and she's... then you do the back counts. So Maggie, who works for me, her her brother's her brother-in-law's brother is the teacher in Hannibal, Quentin Heaton, that counts them. So if you're a student, you get to go out and do the bat count. So basically, you sit there and count every bat you can't coming out of the cave. It has got to be chaos. Oh, total chaos. Right? Did I count it once? Did I count it twice? But yeah, so, so that's really amazing, and it's a big deal, and <laughs> they got a bunch of money donated. I'm so proud of them. This is great, and the city manages it. Yeah, they use so. those things for storage now. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in various places in Missouri, that even down here south of the city, what kind of like storage? Cliff Cave, just for because it's a controlled environment. Correct. So you can store a lot of perishable things there. <laughs> Documents are stored there a lot of times because it keeps them at a constant temperature. And you can also store it. You can have a data farm there because you know how those they get so hot because they're always right. running off electricity. It keeps them cooled naturally. Oh. So you mentioned the landing down there in that area, that triangle area. It. One thing that I wish we would do here in St. Louis, but I don't know that we ever will, is really embrace the river, embrace the landing oh. area. The landing shut down yeah. because of people going on there with their cars and having their parties and doing all that stuff down there. But it looks like this you can get close to the river just like you can in Washington, Missouri, where there's a park along the river. Yes. And you can also, there's a parks and gardens section. You can also go to the park that was built to look out over the river. And that is a lot of fun because it's it, you can hike the difficult way or you can hike the easy way. It's Riverview Park at the top of Harrison Hill. And, again... My dad shot trap with Leo Harrison, and that's the Harrison family. <laughs> As you grow up, you understand all these connections. But Riverview Park is fantastic, and you can hike all along the river if you're very adventurous and go mm. up to Riverview Park, or you can drive your car. You so, can drive your car up, go around. Do they, do they have Fourth of July fireworks on the all river? All right, National Tom Sawyer Days, biggest oh. event in Hannibal oh, all year, okay. July 4th. Yes, that's when Tom and Becky gets chosen. So the eighth graders apply to be Tom and Becky, and they've had a Tom and Becky program for decades. Okay. And a kid that grew up next to me in Vandalia, Missouri, he works with a woman who was the Becky in 1979 when President <laughs> Aunt Carter and Rosalind Carter came in on the Delta Queen steamboat. Oh, I love this. And okay. so Tom and Becky, so what they do, they have to recite a passage from the book, okay. the Tom Sawyer book. Uh -huh. The boys paint a fence, and they get interviewed and they have to write essays and then you they choose i think four sets of tom and becky's because they have to get out of school to come greet groups that come uh, in or if there's a big international okay. travel show they'll take them the hannibal cvb will take them okay. and they walk around the show and they walk around main street so tom and becky are chosen the fence baiting contest the frog jumping contest fireworks bands it's a big deal frog jumping. i thought the best tom would have somebody else paint the fence yeah <laughs> Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? That's exactly right. Come paint my fence. I got That's a fence. Right. And there is, <clears throat> excuse me, grass. there's huh? the fireworks superstore up there, the world's, Missouri's largest fireworks showroom up Who there. Who knew? Hey. Come on. Why? Because why do we have all the fireworks on the way over to Alton? Yeah. Because Missouri's legal and Illinois's right. not. So Hannibal's across from Quincy, from Illinois. So you come over from Illinois to get your fireworks. 
Speaking of which, in some of those caves, they wow. have cave-aged cheese. This is the Hannibal Facts here. This is really unbelievable. And ca- the cave's got the winery, too, Cave Hollow Winery. It's really good. We like the my my there. cousin had her bridal shower there. Yeah, it was very nice. Right. Now, are there people who because there used to be the big cement factory up there? Is, yes, oh, Atlas. It, so there's Alaska, Alaska, which is the town where Monkey Run is, which is not far from Hannibal, but it's its own little entity. Okay, is it abandoned now, Alaska? Or? Actually, they've got these amazing billboard signs up, and they have a little general store because hmm. I have a couple that live down near Sykeston that she grew up there. Wow. And Alaska, did you look up what it is? It's yeah. I, what's the L A S C? L is lime. A is, it all stands for what oh, goes into starts, concrete. Uh, aluminum? Yeah, iron, aluminum. lime, alumina, silica, coal, and oxygen. Wow. He's so smart, isn't he? I've got it right in front I, of me. He's the smartest guy. I was trying to remember it and I failed. Right, so I'm so glad you're my researcher. Unless man. I had it right in front of me. He's a smart guy. But that's why they named it Alaska. And they had a lot of immigrants that lived there. And now, I, I got to tell you, Dia, that Mark is a huge. Walt Disney fan. So oh, yeah. tell the story about Cliff Edwards. What? I know about Marceline. Marceline yeah. is where the Walt Disney Museum is because Kay's right. family Apparently, hosted when they came home. Tell me. Cliff yeah. Edwards was the voice of Disney's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. And he was from Hannibal. And he's from Hannibal. Got it. That clip. Got that. it. Now I, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Because that... you're on the famous Faces Highway. Oh. If you're on 72 going to Springfield, you've got Lincoln. Then when you hit Missouri, it's Highway 36. You've got Mark Twain and Hannibal. Uh-huh. Then when you get to Marceline, you've got Walt Disney. Uh-huh. And Hamilton, where the Missouri Star quilt, that was J.C. Penney. And then you get to oh, St. Joe, wow. which is the Pony Express and right. Jesse James. So that Highway 36, yeah. which is dual lane. Yeah. And always make time to go to lunch or dinner at AJ's, the where? Pear Tree Kitchen. So if you've been at Twisted Tree here... Uh-huh. The Abadessa family is up in Macon, and they're friends with the Cyberg family. So they have a lot of overlapping recipes. You get prime rib, oh. shrimp, so homemade salad in dressing Macon? in Macon, which is only an hour from Hannibal. So 36, Hannibal, Macon. And it's a dual four-lane? It's yeah. dual four-lane, oh, nice. 75 mile an hour once you get past Ooh. Macon, man. It's, you can go wide open. Yeah. That's there's the elk. There's an elk ranch. Uh-huh. So how far from Hannibal to Kansas City? So if you go up to, across to St. Joe, you would probably be three and a half hours and you've got to drop down. Yeah. Okay. So you can't just four, drop four down hours. like from... You can drop down at Columbia. Okay. Or you can go to St. Joe. Because remember, the state is not straight up and down. Right. Like right. when you go up 61 from here, you're curving to the right. west. That's yeah. why you're closer this way than you are down here. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, if you're going anywhere like to Omaha or anywhere in Nebraska, don't take 70. No. Go 61 to 36. Right. And my bus drivers don't believe me. And then they get on. They're like... <gasps> There's nobody up here. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. And remember, Hannibal's only two hours from here. So you can day trip it. And it's good road. It's day trip. It's not, you're not getting on two lane highways with a speed trap. uh, What is the bicycling like? Are there bike paths up there or is it bike friendly? Yes, lots of bicyclers come through. Because you've got the Katy Trail going across the the state lower and then they go up and do the trails through Hannibal. And the roads are just quieter. 61's quieter. It is a quiet road. And weirdly... Because I saw it in the Vandalia Leader. Wait a minute, something weird? Hold on. Yes, yes. Because okay. it was in the Leader. The Vandalia Leader that comes out once a week, whether there's any news or not. Right. And <laughs> do you know the, like the Victorian bicycle with the giant right, wheel on the side? Right. Yeah. This guy was driving it across country. And he stopped in all these little towns. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was a big deal. Talk yeah. of the town. Because mom has coffee at the Firestone store, so the coffee drinkers were chatting that up. So we are talking to Dia Hoover about... Wait. Her new book, <laughs> Hannibal, A Walk Through History. And we had previously talked to her about 
her book that was called St. Louis's A Guide to Ultimate Guide to St. Louis's Hidden Treasures. And it was the St. Louis Scavenger, STL Scavenger. And that's still available at Reedy Press also. Here's a couple things. You probably are aware of these, so I'm not probably not going to surprise you. But about the cigar factory in Hannibal? Yes, because of tobacco. Most people don't remember that Missouri can grow almost anything. I tell tourists when they come in, I'm giving them a local tour. I'm like, you can cut Missouri off at the borders, and we pretty much have everything we need. We have refrigeration with the K's. We have fresh running water. We can grow cotton. We can grow corn, Mm -hmm. beans. We can grow tobacco. So tobacco was a big industry, just like it was here. Remember the L&M plant factory was here in St. Louis, and a lot of the women that came from Italy to the Hill, they – they worked at the L&M factory making really? the cigarettes. Yeah. L&M cigarettes were made here? I, I thought my dad ever smoked. Yeah. Look right. at Myers. My dad and my grandpa and all his brothers, that's what they smoked. Wow. And then when they got bought by Philip Morris, yeah. dad was very upset. I was hoping it would quit. But yeah. But anyway, yes, yeah, so tobacco was no. So Garth, when I said that Molly, Maggie Brown, right. Maggie Tobin Brown worked stripping tobacco leaves, the Garths are one of the very, very wealthiest families. When you talked about the library where I'm speaking on in September, mm-hmm. it's the Garth Free Public Library. Mrs. Garth built it as an homage to her husband. And then you have the Garth Mansion, which was their home. Oh, That's right. the Garth Mansion Bed and Breakfast, which is technically in New London. So when you're talking about the county split, you're in Rawls County. And that was the same Garth. So tobacco was a big deal. Interesting. But remember, you'd had enslaved people there. Right. Because you had the Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee people all move in when Missouri became a state. That's right. why that's Little Dixie up there. Sweet tea, gotcha. fried chicken, y'all. So the biggest surprise to you, having been a Hannibal native, what was it in finding out about in the book? I have to say I was very excited to find out about all of the women, like Kate Helm, who ran the grocery store. And she ran it. It was her grocery store. And that, my grandma ran the gas station in Vandalia in the 70s and 80s. And so I was happy to see that 90 years before her. Female entrepreneurs. Indeed. And knew how to handle stuff. That was, and then you had Dorcas, who was the notorious Madame Shaw. Huh. who was from Hannibal, and she was working in the... So if you were a girl, you were either a bookbinder, shirtwaist maker, or in the tobacco factory. That's what you did when you were old enough to work. Really? So Dorcas saw that, and she says, I'm not doing this. And then she moved away, and then she came back and sued for her property. And Mary Lou Montgomery, who was the editor of the Hannibal Courier Post up until the time it ended, has written fabulous books about the history of Hannibal. Pioneers in Medicine, she wrote The Notorious Madame Shaw, and she was just a boon. She was a font of information for me, along with Henry and with Faye Dan. So, yeah, tobacco was a big deal. I would say if you want to make a, a trip, a day or two trip up I, there, this I would do. be a great I book do, to I have. Do, I do. I want this would be a great book to have. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank are there regular hotels? I'm sure there are. Regular. There's You've got the Quality Inn, which is a nice Quality Inn. Yeah. And it's connected to Fiddlesticks, which is a great restaurant. And then you've got the Holiday Inn Express. Okay. But you've got to plan around when General Mills and Watlow Electric have business people in, because then the rate's like 200 bucks. Oh. Because wow. oh. it, limited access. Right. And then you've got the Best Western Downtown. I love the Best Western Downtown. They built a secondary building. So when I have tour groups, we're in the new building. Uh-huh. And they have an included breakfast. You're across from the Mark Twain Dinette with a spinning, spinning root beer mug. And the daughter has taken it over. She's put this whole gift shop full of games and puzzles. Oh, wow. Plus, you have the dinette. Now, when I was a kid in the 70s and early 80s, you could still sit at the booth and you called your order back on a telephone. Oh, my. And they still have a drive up in the back. So you you can hold the phone or you can talk to the board. And they have great fried green tomatoes and hamburgers and pork tenderloin. Mm. Up north, as you get towards Iowa, we have the smashed out tenderloins like you smash it out about a half inch and then you deep fry it 
you bread it and deep fry it. Dairy Queen has it. They call it a pork tenderloin. But the key is it's got to be about three yeah. times the size Big of a hamburger. Yeah. yeah. And you have it on a buttered toasted bun. Mm. I'm telling you. <laughs> and you order onion rings I'm by drooling. the foot. You order by onion rings foot. by the foot. You have a half foot, a foot, two feet, and they come out on a pole. Oh, my gosh. On a little... <laughs> Now you're talking. I'm telling you. Yeah. My stomach's growing. I know. I'm no kidding. I know. All I talk about is eating. There's the Becky Thatcher ice cream shop, the Stam's Chocolateria. There's Java wow. Jive. She even has, Katie's got vegan. I had a vegan gluten-free chocolate chip muffin, which sounds terrible, and it was amazing. Oh, I love it. I sat there and ate oh, it during my book. Yeah. I spent all my profits eating and drinking from Java Jive that day. <laughs> I want to hear more about having coffee at the Firestone store. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, so we have a coffee pot. And I just found out the reason for this, because I was five when we bought the store. So Dad had these employees that were taking coffee breaks, so he solved that problem. He put in a coffee pot, and Mom would bring in brownies or cookies or cakes, and they couldn't leave because they had coffee right there. So all the farmers come in and loaf when it's raining, when you can't get in the fields. Yeah, (laughs) we used to have Loafer's Day. Remember I said BPW? We had Loafer's Day. (laughs) And it would be at the basement of the library and you played cards and they made money like you'd buy lunch right like you'd have chili or vegetable soup and people play cards all day just loafing about so we have glider rockers because it's a furniture store and they gliders i love it glider rockers there and and then my so apparently julie's got a table with my books now julie that works with my mom she's got a little she got a used end table in so she just put it put it on there so that's great isn't that great i'm gonna leave here and go right to hannibal and you can see the Dia Wall of Fame because when Dad passed away in eighteen, they never took. He would just stick people's pictures up on his desk Aww. so he could see me through the years. And then the other kids that that the well, employees cool. had and my cousins. I love those kind of things. I you've got, yeah I've got if you go to Vandalia Firestone on the Facebook page, you'll see it. Okay. Oh, okay. So they put it. Okay. No, I put it on the Facebook page. Oh. I I am leaping them into the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the book, folks. Again, Hannibal: A Walk Through History by Dia Hoover. It's a paperback. It's got just unbelievable kinds of things you can do in Hannibal. Take some little tours, walking tours. It gives you, to me, it gives you a focus of things to to do up there, to direct your day or your couple days when you're up there. Some people are like, oh, let's go to this, and they'll look it up online. But this is from somebody who grew up there, from somebody who did some research and has a lot of different places you can go if you're into museum kinds of things, if you're into doing some hiking kinds of things. If you're into the food things, there's food things inter- interspersed in here. A great walk through history. And I Are you ready for your fourth word of the day? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I should have been writing these down. Bookazine. What? what? The where? Bookazine. It's an eight and a half by 11 book. Uh-huh. And it looks like a, a magazine. Thing. I was introduced to that word by Joe DiGregorio, who is writing Walking Tour Book of the Hell. Joe's the d- guy that does Guided Tours of the Hell. And then I was at the Washington Library on July 26, and I mentioned that. And Nelson goes, is that a word? I'm like, that's a very good question. I'm like, I don't like the word, but it explains it. Because yeah. it's 48 pages, but it's eight and a half by 11. But there is a word in the, I think it's the Macmillan Dictionary, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> that book is seen as real. And there's a company called bookazine but it's here's the other thing in addition to using it in Hannibal if you never step foot in Hannibal I want you to feel like you have seen it I want you to feel like right. you're looking at this book and these historic and current pictures that you've been there wow that's my hope it's my love letter to Hannibal that's well, a great way to put yeah it. and it's packed with great stuff it really is it's a you did a great job on it you okay. did and yeah. taking tours there like seeing a St. Louisans view of it when we get there 
is, has been very good for me and being like on the river barge or American cruise lines because of what people's expectations are. So highlighting that. Like people think they're gonna get to Hannibal and see little boys on rafts. I'm like, the Mississippi River's really dangerous. Yes, it is. And it's like, that was a really dangerous thing for them to do. Yeah, Yeah. you don't wanna fool around with that. Yeah, but it's a great town and it's a treasure and Um, I'm so happy we have it. Yeah, It's like Old Town St. Charles. People here kind of take that for granted, but when I take people from out of state there, they're just like, wow, this is like Colonial Williamsburg, but the French colonial. It is, our first state capital. So. Uh, yeah, the uh, Mark Twain. There's a, a ship. <laughs> Mark Twain riverboat. A riverboat. Paddle wheeler. A Do, paddle wheeler. Does it actually go out in the river? Oh yeah, yeah. Captain Steve and Sandy run so it, and they do dinner little, cruises, and they have sightseeing cruises. Like the admiral used to do. They go. Yes, up. yes. There you go. Just like that, and it's got three decks, so you can okay. be outside, but uh-huh. there's full windows and air conditioning on the first two decks. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, it can get hot in Missouri. No, <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> mildew will grow between your toes while you're waiting to board. Oh, that's a new okay. one. <laughs> I know, I know. But yes, the Mar Twain River, but they, and they have great, like I do the roast beef, mashed potatoes, and gravy and for oh, my wow. tour groups, and they're so good. Oh. And homemade brownies. Okay. I had no idea it went still out on the river. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why cool. Three times a day. Three times a day? Yeah, yeah. And he bought it from Captain Lump, which I think is a funny name. So there's so. <laughs> Captain Lump. I think it's Lump. Lump. It was a lump on a lump. L U M P. For real. I would have changed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, totally, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be called. No. no. Okay. All right, the book, Hannibal, A Walk Through History by Dia Hoover. Dia, thanks for coming in. Yeah. I hope I didn't bring you to tears. Oh, it was great. If you want to do a deep dive, I put all the websites I used. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. Last time we had a great time, and this is a great time. And it's so much. You are my very first in-person radio. Oh, good. Yeah. You're number one. And we're streaming live. Yeah, everywhere. And on the Facebook. We are. And we're on all these new All these plat- wonderful stations. New platforms. You see this radiostl.com, usradionetwork.com. Yeah, yep, we're on mytuner.com now. We're on the Odyssey platform. Right. What you else are we? uptown. Uh, we are. Simple radio. We're happy. We're rocking it. We're happy. And I'll it's close. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. We enjoy having you here. So, okay. your next book? Herman. Well, let us know. I'm doing yeah. a book a year until I'm 60. Yeah, okay. All right. Only got a and she's only left. 29. Is that right? How many years have you been 29? <laughs> in my second term. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. 21 in my third I'm term. I'm the same way. Yeah, okay. we are too. <laughs> I'm the same way.